The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast. There is a lot we're going to get to. Tell you what, this Broncos draft pick, well, is going to be the most important, in my opinion, of the bunch. He is going to be the defining member for this team. And I tell you what, I will tell you that individual coming up. But first on the Broncos Blitz podcast, we're asking you to support local. As we usually do on this podcast, we try to highlight many of the businesses that, uh, well, have supported us throughout the years, and we want you to support them. So support local by going to our places and our friends like Tap 14. Blanchard Family Wine, Blake Street Tavern, Collision Brewery, Joy Wine and Spirits. So many of the local businesses that are, tar- are they're hurting nowadays, and it's a tough time. And so we want you to support local. Maybe it's just buying a gift card. Maybe it's just simply grabbing a gift card so that you can go back some other time and check them out. We thank them so very much, and we hope you support local nowadays and keep those Colorado dollars right here in the Centennial State. Broncos Blitz Podcast, of course. You can follow me on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K. Radio on Twitter. I tell you what, this one name is going to be the defining name, in my opinion, for this Denver Broncos draft. And it is not offense. It is actually defense. Michael Ojemudia is the name. He is the cornerback that I think is going to define this draft and the reason being and i'll start with this because i think most will say oh well it's on offense with the wide receiver position and jerry judy and kj hamler but i think the most important thing to think about is where is this one player when it comes to the pressure on him for production in the first year I think Denver, for the most part, has actually done a very good job in building themselves an offense that is pretty spread out when it comes to quality in multiple positions. And that means that the pressure now shifts away from the skill position players and more towards the quarterback because he is the linchpin when it comes to the offense in everything that they do. This puts all the pressure on Drew Locke and Pat Shermer, of course, to essentially take the weapons that were given to them and execute with those weapons. This is a Denver team that is loaded on offense from Jerry Judy to KJ Hamler years past where they've uh, taken multiple offensive players Uh, Those two, of course, in previous years, uh, they've done a great job at making this offense skill position wise look pretty sexy. Now, it's different when it comes to actually executing on the football field. But on defense, he didn't give a ton of help in the draft. Now, a couple depth pieces that will probably be more impactful in years to come. McTelvin Aguim, defensive lineman. Uh, Justin Sternad. Somebody, the, those two more raw potential guys who could, you know, really be effective in other roles moving forward in years to come. 
Michael Ojemudia, however, is somebody who's going to be stepping into the essentially a starting role, I think, immediately. Somebody who is going to need to be very, very impactful because of the fact that Look, outside of A.J. Boye, there's a bunch of unknowns. Bryce Callahan is somebody that they just don't know about right now. They would like to think that Bryce Callahan is a a tremendous nickel corner, as we thought back in Chicago in 2018, and that may still be the case for Denver under Vic Fangio in 2020. But the reality is, is that 2019, they didn't see any play from Bryce Callahan, so it's an, a total unknown and the understanding that uh, they could just get all pro play out of this kid is a little bit of a reach because we like to bank on history with the understanding that we know exactly what this team is getting. And unfortunately we just don't know that right now with Bryce Callahan, Michael Ojemudia, however, plays more of the common role for a cornerback and, I'm going to read NFL.com's results when it comes to the analysis by Lance Zerline for Ojemudia and where he listed out before the NFL draft and obviously where we saw him picked in the third round. Now, Lance Zerline projected that Ojemudia would be picked somewhere in rounds four and five, saying the size, length, and potential to make plays on the ball will be appealing, but tape shows a player missing the instincts and bursts to close and challenge throws from off coverages. He's not as physical as teams will want for cover two, but a press-heavy scheme would keep him closer to his target and allow his length to factor more frequently. He doesn't display the qualities of a natural ball hawk, but the measurables could land him in the later rounds as a developmental prospect. Now, says his strengths include physical traits that will garner attention, six interceptions since 2018, adequate pedal and match in early stages against release, flashed ability to press and phase up routes, but didn't allow many explosive plays. So these obviously... Very good strengths. His weaknesses, not enough route squeeze to make plays. Hits neutral transitioning laterally from backpedal. Very gradual gather and burst to close with rarely rarely anticipating jumping routes early and takes the worst of it in run support with disappointing effort to defeat blocks and tackles. So this is where, you know, obviously, look, anybody out of, you know, this uh, crop, this draft class uh, is is obviously going to be graded highly and, and the grades only matter coming from the Denver Broncos. But this is just one person's opinion looking at it. The way I look at it, I'm not sure if Michael Ojemudia is going to pan out. I am telling you that it is incredibly important that he pans out because look at where Denver's secondary is if he doesn't. In a NFL world, particularly with the Kansas City Chiefs floating around in the division, a new quarterback in L.A., and I tell you what, the Raiders have figured out how to beat the Denver Broncos when it comes to their defense, Derek Carr having stellar games against the Broncos last year. Their secondary has really been porous with exposure. Uh, Isaac Yadam not really panning out. The injury to Bryce Callahan, Chris Harris 
Jr. taking a little bit of a step back. And while new this year, A.J. Boye should prove to be somebody who can hold his own, I'm not sure if this is somebody who steps in as the shutdown. Nobody nobody picks up A.J. Boye thinking they're getting a shutdown dominant defensive corner. So you look at a number one who is a solid number one, but I don't think is a bona fide number one in many teams. I think if you put A.J. Boye on the same roster with some of the better corners in the league, you know, he may be a elite number two, solid one. Then Denver doesn't have that two from there. And let's not forget, A.J. Boye is coming up on age. This is a guy who, while replacing Chris Harris Jr. when it comes to age, 28 years old, in the next couple years, we could be looking at an aging A.J. Boye. Does Bryce Callahan regroup from the injury? And on top of that, who else is on this team that you like? As much as we want to say that A.J. Boye and Bryce Callahan are solid guys on this roster, and we'll give you that, the rest of the crop doesn't look ideal. It doesn't look great on this Broncos roster. Uh, Devontae Bosby dealing with the uh, concussion situation. We'll see if Bosby actually even transfers into a elite-type corner. And then on top of that, Isaac Yadam has been a real disappointment. I think Isaac Yadam is probably going to go down as one of those players from that 2018 draft that we start to look at and say, boy, I just don't know if this kid can pan out and maybe this is going to end up as a mistake. Now, certainly if you're Denver, I think there's a lot to like in Ojemudia, but again, that corner room being a little depleted, you know, that is the linchpin of the, the defense right now. They look great on defensive line from the addition to Jarrell Casey to somehow retaining Shelby Harris. They look good with some depth coming in, moving forward, and of course they still have Draymond Jones. At linebacker, obviously they have some pretty solid talents, some young talents, and uh, A.J. Johnson, Bradley Chubb. We'll get one more here out of Todd Davis and see where that goes. Let's see where Justin Sternad is in a year. So again, solid depth. The secondary, however, at the corner position, again, quite depleted. You have A.J. Boye and a unknown in Bryce Callahan. So now all of a sudden you look at it and you say, okay, do you have the depth? And now we just, as we spoke, a little bit underwhelming, a very underwhelming year, I really should say, from Isaac Yadam. Don't know if you really have anything in Duke Dawson, uh, you know, Elijah Holder, Devontae Harris. You know, there were times where Harris played well, but there were times where he really got exposed as well, too. And I don't know if you really can know what you truly have in Devontae Bosby yet. So this is where I think Ojemudia coming into this room is so critical for him to be an effective corner because if he is, all of a sudden you start to look at this draft and you say, okay, the offensive players I think are going to fall into place. And Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, Lloyd Cushenberry, I think you can rely upon for solid snaps out of that center position and becoming an immediate starter. I don't think anybody expects McTelvin Aguim to just immediately come in as a starter on the defensive line, more as somebody they can develop and groom for a future post-Shelby Harris. 
And Albert O. Okuebuna, particularly, out of, uh, of course, Missouri, catching passes from Drew Locke, I think you should expect a natural chemistry. From there, the 5th, 6th, 7th rounders, I don't think you expect a ton of starting contributing snaps, and so you're not worried about that. But towards that top half of Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, Michael Ojemudia, you know, and then you could throw in Cushenberry and Aguim as the first three rounders. You know, you're you're going to be looking for, unless that guy was drafted as a depth position like they did in McTelvin Aguim, I think you're going to see the Denver Broncos look for productive snaps from all these players. And that's where, again, Ojemudia, I think, becomes so critical because at wide receiver, look, you are, it has now become the strength of your team between Jerry Jr. Judy and Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler. And you know what? They've got some decent role players, I think, there with Tim Patrick, obviously the tight end position in Okuebana and Fant make them better. And obviously you you have a run game that has been improved as well, too. But again, more importantly, I think the offense, it's it's just gonna start and go based on Drew Locke. It's not gonna start and go based on if KJ Hamler pans out or not. Ojemudia could really put a a final piece of the puzzle to this Denver Broncos defense if he were to emerge as a solid starter out of Iowa. And if he does, boy, Denver could be looking at themselves as saying, okay, we drastically improved the defensive line. Uh, We brought in some depth at linebacker, but we've got some solid pieces that we already like. Obviously, another year for a Bradley Chubb in uh, now hopefully recovering from his torn ACL, but A.J. Johnson and Todd Davis being retained. And then obviously, at the uh, far secondary there with the safeties on that back end. Justin Simmons returning with Kareem Jackson. You lose a little bit of depth in Will Parks, but the corner position becomes the only question mark as it was a question mark last year with only Chris Harris Jr. You hope that Boye comes in to just simply replace Chris Harris Jr. And now you have the upgrade in Ojemudia assuming that he is an upgrade. And that's why I think he is such a linchpin to this pick because you can't get one-dimensional with this football team. Simply put, you are going to need an elite defense to beat Patrick Mahomes in a shootout. And make no mistake... That is the person the Denver Broncos are shooting for, Patrick Mahomes. That is the name that is influencing so much in what the Denver Broncos are doing on offense. And quite frankly, I think you're going to expand that out to the NFL. I I think what the Kansas City Chiefs have done over the last couple years and averaging, what, 39 points last last postseason? 39 points per per game? uh, High 20s when it comes to points scored over the regular season? This is influencing so much of what teams are doing, whether it is loading up on speed, offensive talent, and you're seeing it in the AFC West. Henry Ruggs going to the Las Vegas Raiders. Denver obviously picking up Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler. But you are not beating Patrick Mahomes in a shootout multiple times per year unless you got an elite defense. And I think this is where Denver and their pick of Ojemudia is so critical. I think he is very much a linchpin pick for this Denver Broncos draft. So what do you think? 
about the Denver selection, the cornerback out of Iowa in the third round? Well, you can react on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K, radio on Twitter. And, of course, if you have a different one, well, leave it to me in a tweet at Ronnie K Radio or shoot me a message. And, hey, we'll read it live on the podcast. We appreciate all your comments and all your listenership. Of course, we would not be doing this without you. I wouldn't be on here talking unless uh, you were listening and you were responding. And boy, you have over the last couple of years. And I thank you so very much for it. And again, as I uh, always recommend during this COVID-19 situation, boy, I've been saying this. Really hope you support local businesses. Keep those Colorado dollars in Colorado because it is so important to make sure our local businesses can get out on the other side of this COVID-19 and, uh, well, maybe you get a little something special for yourself as well, too. So, Broncos Blitz Podcast, you can follow me on Twitter, at Ronnie K Radio. We thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, if you like the podcast, please rate the podcast on the many places that you can get it at Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and or MileHighSports.com. And, of course, for previous editions, previous archives of the Broncos Blitz Podcast, you can find it at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast.